Hi, Emmaus. Welcome back to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 48, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron and Kennedy for the first podcast recording of 2024. What's up, guys? Good celebration. What's up? Nice. That was wow. good. Wow. <laughs> My, My asthma one. could never. <laughs> was, I, I'll be curious to know what that sounds like on the playback uh, for, for people. So uh, it sounded cool in here, though. It, it we'll may be it eliminated for future podcasts. No, that's that's all right. So what's up, guys? How are you? Good. Good. Yeah. You know, probably not a great sign that this is our first podcast <laughs> recording of, of 2024. Happy New Year. But, but we made it. We did. We made it. I, it's still January. Well, I can't believe January is almost over. That's the yeah. perplexity. Thing for me. Yeah. It's just... I always appreciate those memes that say something like, welcome to January 37th or yeah. January 42nd. <laughs> you know, sometimes January can feel long. And this one uh-huh. at times has felt long, but maybe shorter than some Januaries yeah. I've been through. I feel through. like it's been a shorter January yeah. this year. It can feel pretty long at times. Oh, so. When I come... taught, I think January went on for oh. 122 days, I'm oh. pretty sure. Teachers, yeah, yeah, for January has to be. Yeah, has rough. to be a tough one. And the weather's usually not good, so yeah, you're stuck inside for fun. recess and yeah. I if we don't make a if we don't get a good snow, if we make it through this winter without a good snow, I'm gonna be really, really disappointed. It's been a tough one for Ugh. too many thirty four degree rain days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thirty four yes. degree rain is just not no not okay. Not so yeah, we do need a good snow. We were talking about that the other day. Still time, you know, February. Even early March still comes, so we'll see. Yeah, February got the old birthday coming. Excited about that. So uh, how old are you? You're gonna be forty. I'll be forty-two. Okay. Yeah, forty-two on the twentieth. So it's coming. Yeah, Young buck. I know. Look at that. <laughs> Kennedy thinks yeah. I'm an old man. So uh, I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> well, in, in staff meetings, you guys should know, Amaius, that we. Uh, the the back and forth between Kennedy and Jeff when it comes to uh, age is pretty good. Classic. So I was thinking about you know yesterday's staff meeting was a great summary of just our staff this ton like laughing to the point of tears you know yeah. at, at the beginning followed by some really like deep and important conversation and, and history. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love Very that about healthy. staff life. <laughs> Absolutely. Defines right. our staff. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And, and Emmaus to a, to an extent as well as a church. So I love that. All right. What have you guys been up to? What are you working on? What do you want Emmaus to know as they fold clothes, drive down the road, walk around the neighborhood? What are you guys up to? What am I up to? I mean, have like been personally, up to. What do you been we... <laughs> I don't know. This is your chance. This is your two minutes just to tell the church. Oh. I have no script for this. Uh, man, I I don't want to just give the... You want to bare your soul? You want to talk about no. your Sam's pants that you uh, <laughs> love that you were, you were talking... Do you want to advertise? The, today's podcast sponsored, sponsored by, by Sam's Club. Specifically... Sam's pants. <laughs> I, I don't want to dig the hole any deeper in the way I embarrass myself about the Sam's pants, but you should get a pair of Sam's pants. And if you want to know more about it, I'll spare the rest of you listeners. Come and find me and I will right. share the... Uh, very nice. Maybe Sam's Club would sponsor. Uh, Maybe so. Uh, so we'll find right. out. So. It would give me extra pants for that. I, would I mean, we purchase enough things from them in other oh. places that they probably should. So. Uh, goodness. Uh, what am I up to? I Right now, it just feels like we're just kind of getting back into the swing of things still from school starting yeah. and sick kids and all the things. That and, choir... Uh, Getting ready to roll. Yeah, that that is a that is a very bright spot. We uh, just had our open house this past Sunday night, so we that's become a really good gift for our worship team to a couple times a year just kind of open the doors and 
communicate to our church that no one owns a spot on our team. Everybody is welcome and find an on-ramp for you. And so uh, whether that's band, AV, and choir, and choir is such a great place for people just to jump in. And uh, so we had a a good group and we've got some specials planned and uh, it's just an opportunity for for folks to participate in worship leadership that uh, might not otherwise consider it. So looking yeah. forward to those things. We've got baseball season on the horizon with our, oh our boys. It's the best time of the year, uh, baseball know, season. Early <laughs> high school baseball, early season baseball is so cold though. I mean, yeah, you can have true. some incredibly cold games. Uh, I, need a, yeah. I need a good hoodie. My only hoodie I have right now is loaded with holes and stains. Yeah, this is going to be a time to, yeah, Sam's, I'm sure Sam's has one. Go there. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Idea. Thank you, Kennedy. No, those are, oh, those early games though, they can be so cold. You get, and there's so many like neat uh i say neat or, or strange like the the tents that you you know zip yourself mm-hmm. into like those are those are yeah. fun options uh amanda has like this almost like full body uh sleeping bag type thing that mm-hmm. uh, a friend gave her she purchased a new like heated pad that you can there you go you can uh oh, sit on I, I i can appreciate from a distance the the, the chair tent but let's be honest it really takes up a lot of square footage and blocks a lot of view <laughs> of people who are behind you trying to watch the game. I guess so. I guess so. But when you're trying to survive those well, baseball games, uh, you do what you can. That's fine. All right, Kennedy, you've been to that's a baseball crazy. game or two in your life. Plus, yeah. got a lot going on. What's yeah. happening? Lots of baseball games. Well, we're out of that season. Yeah, so. you moved on. Yeah. yeah, so no more baseball games. So because of that, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I actually just got back from South Carolina last week. We... Amy Hicks and I went to a really good missions conference, just incredible time, just networking and hanging out with other churches around our country that um, do missions well. And so I enjoy learning from them. It's really fun to hear what other people do around our country. And so, yeah, it was a really good time. That's fun. South Carolina, I've never been to that state. I don't know that I've been that far east before, quite honestly. It's my first time in South Carolina. We, what town? So we were in Myrtle Beach, but it was like cold. Ooh. So it wasn't Did you play like, golf? No. I hear that place oh, is really man. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We did get some funny stories about golf um, okay. in Myrtle Beach. Okay, so, I can only imagine. Yeah, we, we'll take yeah. that offline. You yeah. Have you played golf later. at Myrtle Beach before? Have I? Yeah. No, no. It's just one of those destination places that has bucket list. Yeah. Wait, Our wait. Uber driver was like giving us all the history of, and it was quite funny. So yeah, tell yeah. me about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to know about this. Maybe you could do a nice job of scheduling future mission trips to places that involve <laughs> yeah, key golf, key golf yeah. destinations as well. Yeah. So so <laughs> they did say that Myrtle Beach is. Now, don't fact check me. This is just what they said. <laughs> it's what I heard. Um, <laughs> is that they said the Myrtle Beach is the fastest growing city in the U.S. right now. Whoa. Wow. And they said, wow. so we are in need of people to. Churches? Yep. Church plants? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Good thing I'm really happy said. to make this because otherwise I might find yeah, myself really tempted by that. That wasn't an advertisement so. to, yeah, please no. stay here. No, but. no, I have. I'm no. glad you're content with early wine and JRs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The great golf of South Oklahoma City. So there's some fun golf here. So uh, that's good stuff. No, I'm glad you are glad you got all that going on. So it, it is fun. New year, thinking about all these opportunities. So, you know, you go into a new year. Uh, this year I made goals. Like I had a nice little goal sheet, been working through that. But you go in with all these ideas, like we're going to do all these podcasts. And then it's January 31st, <laughs> we haven't done a podcast. So so this got me thinking, all right? I I overthink, you know, just about everything, as do many people in our church. But I was I was thinking about this, and 
So I'm reading through the Sermon on the Mount uh, with a group of guys, a couple of groups of guys here at Emmaus. Um, so we're reading that the first few months of, of the new year. And we got to the passage this week about let your yes be yes and your no, no, and don't be making oaths. You don't need to be doing that. Just, you know, live authentically. Live, just say what you're going to uh, say what you mean, mean what you say, you know, type of approach. And I felt really convicted because I'm prone to overpromise, mm-hmm. overreach with my words. And in doing so, if we're not careful, uh, I think what the Holy Spirit did some work in my heart, even this morning as I was praying and thinking about this, before we even talked about doing the podcast today, but this idea, why do I do that? Like, why do we overpromise? Why do we overreach with our words? Why do we make oaths instead of just letting our yes be yes, our no be no? And I think a lot of it, honestly, probably goes back to a people pleasing. Like you want to, you want to impress, wow, watch what I'm going to do. I'm really going to come through. You can trust me, you know, and, and behind that is probably some people pleasing. And Jaron, um, I thought your worship leadership time on on Sunday morning was really important for that. This Remind idea. Remind me what I said. It's been a couple it, days. It involved people pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> it involved people pleasing. It involved this idea, probably deep down, this idea of you know you want people to be impressed by you or you want to do things to prove yourself. And I think where this comes out sometimes is with our words. We, you know, we make these promises. We make these oaths. We uh, we reach. And Jesus just says, let your yes be yes and, and your no, no. Live a live a life where people can trust, you know, what you say and you're going to follow through. And so I don't think that it means it's bad to make plans or set goals. I'm not saying that that's bad. I think our motives behind that mm-hmm. are probably what I'm concerned about. So you guys rescue me on any of that that, that I'm just kind of thinking about. So, Well, I mean, I think it's just the tension of, what do we prioritize in our lives and, and what is it that, that we need to be able to survive day in and day out? And unfortunately for a lot of us, so much of who we are is wrapped up into what people are thinking about me. And this, this idea of what I think of myself is, you know, depending on your personality and where you're at on the, the whole spectrum of, you know, self-esteem and all of those things that sometimes we think a lot worse of ourselves of what other than what other people think. And there's this fear of like, if they really knew, you know, they, they compliment me here or whatever. And uh, so I'm trying to hide who I think I really am and being exposed by people. But, um, so I, hearing you say that, and then thinking about the book we read as a staff, that freedom of self forgetfulness book by, mm-hmm. by Tim Keller. So what could come across as low self-esteem actually reveals itself to be right. high self-esteem, pride, because I'm just constantly concerned uh, or consumed about what other people are, are thinking or mm-hmm. um, when most people are just trying to hold their own life together. Yeah. And they're probably not yeah. nearly <laughs> as concerned about us as, as we might, uh, I, might assume. I think just even as a confession, I was having coffee this morning with a friend and we were kind of talking about this as he and I often talk about this because we have problems in these areas at times, but uh, I, I can look back just even as a pastor here at Emmaus where how I responded to compliments was is it boosted me up and and caused me to over-evaluate or over-esteem myself. Um, and so I wasn't able to maturely handle those things and to deflect what we got. It, it built up my pride, but as I've gotten older, it's it's almost done the opposite where like, 
yeah, that's great. But if you only knew how much I'm struggling mm. on the inside. Yeah. And so it's like, really, there's there's not been a whole lot of maturity right. in that. Yeah, both of those extremes are yeah. unhealthy there. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I think somebody could hear this mentality of, you know, you're always down on yourself or, or, or someone could even say, I don't care what other people think about me, mm-hmm. but I only care about what I think about myself. That doesn't get you in a good place either, you know, so we don't want to live, live in that way. What we're trying to get to, um, and I think what this Keller book talked about is I'm not going to live dominated by what other people think. But I'm also not going to be dominated by what I think about myself. It's ultimately does come down to how God sees me and, and, and what God's evaluation is. And then that really cool imagery, um, Emmaus, this, it's a short little book. If you want a copy of it, I'd love to get you access to it. But this freedom of self-forgetfulness is because of Jesus, we don't live our lives in the courtroom, that he is the one who has set us free. And so the verdict on our lives has already been given, and it's been given in Christ. And so we are set free from the courtroom. And then we're just free to be able to to live for the Lord. And so I've been thinking about how much of our lives do we live in the courtroom every day? You know, on trial about how we think about ourselves or others think about ourselves when we've actually been been set free. That, that was just really, really good. Um, Another extension. Sorry, Kennedy. I'm just we're just playing yeah. ping pong here and leaving you out of the conversation. But another thing that came from the conversation this morning uh, was the, the passage in Second Corinthians 4 where it talks about in verse 7 we says we now have this light shining in our hearts but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure this makes it clear that that our great power is, is from God and not from ourselves and so this this idea that we're, we're going to be content that we're just clay clay jars but just for the simple fact of how God is working in us we're often going to be put in situations where we're being pushed beyond our abilities because mm-hmm. it's not about us. And so the idea is that because of the work of, of the Lord in us, we're often going to be in tense, hard, difficult situations because he is pushing us to places that we would never go ourselves. Yeah. And uh, and so just that, that contentment of being a clay jar and being excited that it's not about you. It's about what yeah. he's, he's doing in and through you. So. Kennedy, I think you even talked through some of this just – coming into this role mm-hmm. that you have and, and how the Lord's use, yeah. use this in yeah. your life. So. Absolutely. I feel like it, it was probably a year ago that the first time I really, someone sat down and explained that low self-esteem or, you know, even just beating yourself up is a form of pride. And I had never heard it worded that way. And I started thinking about it and it was like, well, yeah, because the attention's on myself and not on other people. And I've kind of adopted the phrase, like what Jaron was just saying, like even, I mean, it could be as simple as walking into a Sunday morning and I can start in my own mind going through like, oh man, what, you know, I said this and I probably sounded, you know, not that <laughs> oh, yeah. great or like, you oh, know, you just, that. Yeah. 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 Re- replay those conversations. Exactly. And yeah. So. And you just think through that. And I've adopted that phrase. Like I just have to tell myself all, and I mean all the time, like, it's not about you. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I have to be like harsh with myself, you know, like stepping into new situations and, you know, nervous for what my people think or whatever. And I just have to tell myself, this isn't about you. (laughs) Well, and I mean, to put it really pointedly, you walk into a lot of rooms now where 
most of the people in that room are going to be older dudes, yeah. you know, who have been <laughs> been yeah. at this for a while, and, yeah. and you come in as as a younger yeah. female and and probably trying to yeah. deal with some of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, especially in the missions type role. There's one, not a lot of people that are in a missions role in their church, but then two, a lot of the people that are are you know older men or yeah and then they're married and all these yeah. things and so it's like whoa i am the odd one out here and so just <laughs> stemming into those conversations you know you can battle all those thoughts and just continuing to ra- remind myself like this isn't about you and i've seen how the lord has worked in that i mean even in our conference last week like if i can walk into mm-hmm. those rooms and tell myself like this isn't about you like i'm just walking in with open hands ready to seek what the lord is going to do um I walk away from those conversations so encouraged and fulfilled because I'm not constantly beating myself up in my mind. You yeah, know, I can yeah. actually sit and break down those barriers and hear like what the Lord is doing. Um, where if I'm not telling myself that, then I walk away from those conversations like, man, I said something that was really dumb or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I love that. And, and the things that you might have initially put in the negative column you know mm-hmm. young single female yeah when you first went into this we put as like this is exactly how the lord has you know prepared you like yeah. we put that in the in the positive uh you know column and love that jaren and i picked up a few years ago this phrasing um no one to impress nothing to prove just mm-hmm. jesus to serve and and that's another type of phrasing i come back to we're not here to impress anybody. We don't have anything we have to prove because of Jesus. We just want to serve Jesus. And even thinking about that phrasing we, we talked about on Sunday morning, the difference of walking into a room and saying, there you are versus here I am. When I walk into a room, here I am, the first thing I'm thinking about is what are people thinking about me as opposed to walking into a room and saying, there you are. Like, I want to, how can I serve? And, yeah. and that I think that phrase is kind of brought some further conviction with this struggle of people pleasing. And I think I actually did share this from the stage on Sunday is that the, 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 the inner turmoil and tension that we can find in that trying to be impressive, trying to find your approval in other people felt like it was just an isolated thing that just happens inside of me. And it really is not outside of me, but then coming to the realization that my need to find my approval in other people means that I'm no longer seeing people as uh, people who've been created in the image of God as good gifts for me in my life, but now are objects to use for my own personal mm-hmm. need. And so I've, I'm using people. And I think that to me has been like the, 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 the deeper I walk into this tension and the Lord reveals things in me is seeing uh, the, the sin problem there is much deeper than I even really imagine. Yeah, no, that's so good. I, I feel that weekly when it comes to sermons, because if you're not careful, I mean, you live in a world of incredible podcast preachers and, yep. you know, it would take about 30 seconds for someone to find just a world-class mm-hmm. sermon and speaker. And so you walk in and there's this temptation to yep. to be impressive or to pr- prove that you deserve to be there as opposed to walking in just like, Lord, what's most helpful yeah. you know, to these people from, from your word, like, how can, how can I serve? And yeah. so I, I think about that, you know, and, and whatever a person's job is or calling in life, uh, I mean, you think about it as, as a parent, I mean, we're just constantly worried, worried about being parent shamed because you're always thinking, <laughs> you know, what's somebody thinking about my parenting? You know, how do we, how am I being perceived versus 
what I really need to be thinking about is how do I serve, yeah. you know, my kids and okay. raise them in the Lord. So what does gospel freedom really feel like? It must be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think we, yeah. I think it's what we're trying to grow into. Yeah. We're trying exactly. to, yeah, yeah. You would catch exactly. glimpses of that gospel yeah. freedom. Um, and then every day yeah. we wake up and to use our, our favorite Jim Lee, you phrase, we're going to wake up every day and we're going to preach the gospel to ourselves yeah. over and, it's good. Over again. Well, and the 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 ease in which we are longing for every single day and our tensions, like we know that's coming one day. Yeah. And so of course there's gonna be tribulation every day. Yeah. But it again, you gotta be careful not to despair the tension. Like some of that tension is God's gift to us to help us work that out. Like you don't you don't overcome things by ease and comfort. You you're you're grown through that. Mm-hmm. And so um having a proper perspective through that is healthy as well. Yeah. I feel like these conversations are also really helpful when entering into like evangelism conversations, because I think Hmm. like I was talking to coach T yesterday and he'll be coming to Emmaus in August. And he was asking the question, like, what do you see people at Emmaus? Like what's the barrier to sharing the gospel? What are people nervous about? So we were kind of talking through that and he said, now, can I ask you, what's your personal barrier? And I was like, oh, man. And I said, like, <laughs> no, I don't you know. Ask like, me. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, let's unleash this. So this I'm isn't like, about me. This is yeah, about the people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, and I shared, I was like, you know, I just, I think so much about what other people think or I beat myself up. And, you know, after gospel conversations, I'm like, oh, could I have worded that better? And then, you know, you start thinking like, oh, why didn't I share that scripture or things like that? And just that freedom that gospel freedom that we're talking about that when we do have that gospel freedom like it it does release that you know tension of us Mm -hmm. it releases the focus off of us and onto that person and on what the lord is doing in their lives and you know last week we heard a lot of just talk about evangelism and everyday type of evangelism and there was a phrase that someone said of like just open your mouth (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know it's not that hard just open your mouth and um when we adopt this gospel freedom like just opening our mouth becomes Mm -hmm. easier and easier because we're not focused on us we're focused Mm -hmm on Christ and what he's mm-hmm. doing. And so um, I think these conversations are helpful as we consider mm-hmm. evangelism and evangelism conversations. Man, that's a, that's a great connection. You know, think about trying to put a bow on this. I'm really excited how this conversation has developed. Um, uh, trying to put a bow on this. I'm thinking back to New Orleans um, when we were down there. And this is probably trying to put a year on it, 2010, 2011, something like that. Um, I feel like a lot of the good things the Lord has done in my life have been on walks at night, like either with Amanda and the dog or just going out for a walk by myself and just trying to walk around. And I remember very distinctly there on the campus at New Orleans Seminary, walking around one night, uh, kind of in a tough place in life, but just praying to the Lord. And I felt like the Lord in that moment gave me a prayer that I've prayed over and over um, since that time. God set me free to be the person you've created me to be for your glory, the good of others, mm-hmm. and my joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I write that in my prayer journal all the time. I think about it. God set me free to be the person you've created me to be. So I want, I need that freedom to be, to live out who you've created me to be. And I want, I want to do that for your glory above all things. I want to live in a way that's good for others. And when I do those things, it's going to bring joy uh, to my life. And and so trying to find that freedom that we've talked about in this conversation, that gospel freedom that brings glory to God 
it serves others, and then it just fills up your life with, mm-hmm. with the kind of joy and peace that doesn't come anywhere else. And so, well, and to to receive some encouragement in that moment because a person who would pray that type of prayer probably feels a lot of tension inside of them, and wondering is God even at work in my life? And to be encouraged that just to even pray such a thing is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in someone's life and to be encouraged that God is at work. He is moving and it, it may feel small. It may feel incremental, but, but man, he is, he's given you faith to cry out to him. Yeah. That's a good I, gift. I love that. All right. Let's pray for Emmaus. Let me pray for us and we will wrap up. Lord, thank you for the fact that because of Jesus, our lives are not lived every day in the courtroom. God, we are not living trying to gain standing with you or with others. God, we live from the freedom that we have in Christ. And so we have been set free from the courtroom. Um, the verdict has already been given that, that Christ has been our substitute, that he has done for us what we can never do for ourselves. And so, Father, in that, help us to find the freedom to be the people you've created us to be, uh, to live lives where we experience the freedom of uh, the gospel, the freedom of self-forgetfulness. And then when we do that, we bring glory to you. Uh, We're able to really serve and love people around us, and it fills up our lives with joy and peace that comes from you. And so, God, help us to live in that. And thank you for the gift of our, our church family. And then, God, send us out to share that love and that hope with others. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. We love you, Emmaus. We'll see you soon.